Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to Beer League. We have an extra special episode this week, even though, once again, a little, you know, attention, attention, we are missing producer Johnny. Where have you gone? Where have you gone? We don't know how to find him. Now, this guy's still just working. We, we gotta see, we need you guys to spread this podcast around mm-hmm. so we can quit our jobs and do this full time. And then what we have our producer with us all the time. You think I like looking up these game scores? You think I like looking up these betting lines? No. Mm-hmm. Beer, do you like doing this? No, Joe, I don't. Yeah. I do not like doing it. No. Exactly. And we, we will say that Johnny did, uh, mm-hmm. we do have an announcement from him uh, coming up later in the episode when we figure out a good time to fit it in. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Um, girlfriend came into town from the evil Minnesota lands, uh, but it's okay because we beat the Vikings. So she can come to town as much as she wants as long as we keep beating the Vikings. Um, it was good. No, I w- went out to went into Chicago, stayed in a hotel, and I met a I met an Eagles fan who was um, very nice, which I'll we'll get to later. But pretty good weekend. How about you? Did you go to the game? I did not. No, I did not. I watched it at home with a bunch of beers in my hand. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, my weekend was good. Uh, me and the girlfriend went out on Sun or no, sorry, Saturday to watch Iowa versus a really high-ranked team, Middle Tennessee. Really, just put the uh, put the bra- uh, like just really beat the brakes off them. Scored I think like forty-eight points. Uh, I think we doubled the spread. Mm-hmm. I think the spread was like twenty-one. Doubled the spread. Not a big deal. It's whatever. Classic. Um, so that was really fun watching them. It mm-hmm. really did actually feel like a bye week. I mean, it was just crazy how many sacks we got. Everything was just, uh, I think we were averaging 12 yards on every single offensive play. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Good. Uh, bar was dead. Bar was completely dead. We went to Barley Corns. It was, I kid you not, I think it was me, the girl, and maybe eight other people. And wow. like, you know how big Barley Corns is. So it yeah. was, yeah, so that was weird. Um, the country bar crawl was going on, and so John met us out for a drink to watch the Bears game, or for watch the Iowa game. And we were thinking like, oh, this could be fun. Let's maybe hop on the bar crawl. Let's join this mm-hmm. bar crawl. Mm-hmm. Guess how much a ticket that day to a country theme bar crawl cost? Uh, eighty dollars. Oh, that's actually very good. That, it was seventy-five. Wow. Okay. Isn't that so much money? That's there? incredible. Yeah, I. We, it went from like a joke to just being like, nah, we're not going to do it really quick. Unreal. Yeah, so besides that, we've been watching that Mindhunter still. Mindhunter's still just giving me the creeps. Uh-huh. Um, so you know how I love horror movies, and I've been trying to do the, uh, wait, no, it's October 1st, right? Yeah, it's spooky Ooh, season now. Spooky season, yeah. Exactly. I've been trying to do the 31 Halloween movies in 31 days. Uh, after this podcast, I am going to watch the original Halloween, so that's my game plan. But we started off this weekend with watching Midsummer. Have you oh, ever wow. heard of it? Midsummer. No. Midsummer. But it's spelled like S O M M A R. It's by the guy that created Hereditary. Have you seen that? No. Uh, well, it's like really like psychological thrillers. Like it's not just necessarily like slashers. It's more like really creepy. Mm-hmm. This movie. Okay, spoiler alert. Three, two, one. Do you mind if I spoil it? Do it. Okay. So this is like really weird. So it's like. I'm going to just tell you some of the stuff that happens. Like, guy gets killed, then they... Or, no, no. 
the guy gets sewn into a bear alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, a live bear? I think it's dead because you cut it open, but, like, okay. he was alive. Um, what else happens? They, like, have sex with this, like, redhead chick. But it's like there's a group of people like moaning in his face as they. It's so weird. If you want a really weird movie, I would highly recommend it. Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Okay. It's by the guy that made Hereditary. Hereditary was much better, I thought, but this just had like the weirds. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's enough about the weekend. Let's get into what everyone was doing on Sunday. It doesn't matter. Yep. Is in football. So let's start off with the ye old recap and starting off this week. We're gonna try something new. We're we're Goldilocks in over here on yep. the podcast. We mm-hmm. don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're 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 working it out. So right now, I think we had too hot, too cold. I think we're gonna get it just right. So we're gonna try something new this week. All right. Yeah. So we'll go through the go through the week here. So first, we'll talk about Thursday night Eagles beating the Packers thirty-four to twenty-seven. Everything I love about that matchup is that the Packers lost. I. You know, that Eagles fan that I met at the bar in Chicago, uh, it was great. He actually came into town to go to Lambeau to go watch them play. And I'm like, ah, damn it. I'm so jealous. And I, but I'm like, thank you so much for going and yelling at all the Packers and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, we were such dicks in, in the stands. I'm like, I wouldn't have expected anything less from you Eagles fans. But they were they were repping all Eagles, and I was damn proud to support them because they beat those stupid fudge Packers. <laughs> um so then uh, next we'll talk about, uh, we'll go Sunday, the noon games. We had Titans stomping the Falcons. Falcons suck, uh, apparently. Their defense isn't great, even though Dan Quinn is apparently a defensive-minded coach. Uh, so that was not a great one. So that was a disappointment. Again, hopefully they can figure their crap out. Um, Giants-Redskins. So Redskins, really bad. Really bad team. Really looking forward to Redskins-Dolphins. That's going to be a wonderful game. Um but no, they're just, they're really, really bad. They threw Dwayne Haskins out there, and he just, you know, didn't really do anything. He, they threw him out there after, like, the first drive with Case Keenum. And it was uh, him versus uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones went through one touchdown, two interceptions. So it was more of a, you know, it was a, a team win for the, for the Giants there. Uh, Chargers, Dolphins, Josh Rosen threw a touchdown. So that was exciting. Um, that was, it was pretty cool. He it, it looked like a closer game, and they were going to cover the spread. But then again, the, the, then the Chargers just exploded in the fourth quarter. wasn't wasn't close anymore. Uh, then Raiders Colts Raiders won thirty one to twenty four. They just got they went off. I mean, Darren Waller looked really good. Derek Carr looked fine. Josh Jacobs looked pretty solid. They're committing to the run. It's just a well rounded Raiders team. But uh, you know, Colts aren't that great as is anyway. Uh, they're going in next week to play our Bears in London, and uh, Khalil Mack has pretty much come out and said that this is a big game, and we know when Khalil Mack says it's a big game, he's going to go and kill Derek Carr, so I feel pretty bad for them. Uh, next after that, we had Panthers versus the Texans. We had uh, Panthers led by Kyle, Kyle Allen? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Kyle Allen at QB. Uh, pretty lackluster game. Probably... Uh, Deshaun Watson's worst game, apparently. Apparently, he was in the stadium after, you know, throwing passes hours after. But you know what? Just play better. You know, I don't care. Um, then we had Chiefs-Lions. Way too close of a game. This was that one game where Pat Mahomes did not, like, complete a single deep pass. So there was, like, it was really, really close. And then the Chiefs came and scored right at the end to win against the Lions. Lions, now, now they're legit. They can compete with everybody. And that's scary. So they've competed with literally everybody almost beat the Chiefs. 
Next up, we had we had Browns Ravens. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be the Baker Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson show, and then it never really exploded from there. Um, it was pretty much all Browns all day. Lamar Jackson didn't show up until maybe around the fourth quarter, and even then. Also, Browns interesting. OBJ didn't do shit for the Browns, so uh, that's that was kind of heartbreaking to, to watch. <laughs> I think he's just so worried about which watch he's going to wear uh-huh. he, that he's just turning into be a dud. Just this year. I'm just saying it's still early. Uh-huh. But I feel like he's just oh, – so many off-the-field, like, nonstop talk gets me every time that I hate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Patriots-Bills. Kryptonite. I know a lot of people said, say that Tom Brady is more like Thanos with, like, the <laughs> rings, like, being the gauntlet rings. Yeah. I actually only saw two of those movies, so I could be botching that, but, like, the whatever the big thing he had. Yeah. No, I think Baby he's more gauntlet. like – Yeah. I think he's more like Superman. Where it's like, you know, if the air pressure's too tight, or, you know, someone had a little bit of kryptonite around him, so he was crumbling, he was going back exactly. down. It's like Nick Foles in the regular season compared mm-hmm. to the postseason. Um, that was a close game. I had them as my upset alert. Timmy B didn't look good. Uh, Josh Allen, everyone loves him. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He did get knocked out of the game. That is true. So, poor Josh Allen uh, got beheaded. But, but I feel uh, like every time he runs, he's always sliding late. He's always doing weird stuff. Yeah, he runs like a rookie quarterback where he's throwing his shoulder and he can't do that anymore. Not in the NFL. Buccaneers, Rams. Talk about upset, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, 55 points. Um, the Rams are supposed to have this crazy elite defense. And on paper, and normally, they do have a good defense. I don't know what the hell happened. They still do have a good paper on defense. Good defense on paper. Well, yeah, they still have it on paper, but I'm just saying it's not showing up to the actual thing. Exactly. You know, um, Chris Godwin is a god. I mean, he he's really good. Godwin. Yep. Mike Evans is also a stud, but like Godwin it, to me is showing out more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams. Jared Goff. I, we got to ask the question: Is he getting a little complacent after getting all this money? But you know what? That's not for me. Get your money, young blood. I'm cool with that. I, so there are people like evaluating and watching specifically uh, a guy Brett Coleman. I mentioned him earlier a couple episodes ago about if you guys want to be smarter at football, go watch his YouTube videos. Uh, he went to the game Bucks Bucks Rams and sat specifically behind the Rams bench because he wanted to watch the the conversation between McVeigh and Goff and like kind of watch the the clock to see if it's like actually Goff adjusting things at the line or if it's McVeigh radioing it in. It's McVeigh. McVeigh is the quarterback of that team. Oh. He just has a dude with a big arm that he can kind of like be a puppet master for. So Goff, like, apparently isn't a very smart guy, and uh, McVeigh basically radios in until that's why he's so good at hurry up. That's literally the only reason the, the Rams' offense is great at hurry up because McVeigh can read the defense and radio in a, a check before okay. before they're done uh, with the radio. It's interesting. Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, good way to bounce back for the Seahawks after getting just smashed by the Saints. Mm-hmm. Cardinals still trying to find their footing. Um, I know I'm a little bit harsh on Kyler Murray. Um, he really didn't look that bad. He can really spin it. I like that he's running more. Mm-hmm. I do. I love it. Um, I think having a mobile quarterback where you, you keep him on your toes, I like that. Um, you know, and he, he's, he's a good slider, too. He doesn't try any, like, late – late pushes or anything, which is mm-hmm. probably smart because they were down the whole game. Um, Vikings-Bears, you know that we do that after the... Excuse me, you know that we do that after the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Jaguars-Broncos, mustache. 
It's the mustache. <laughs> it's the mustache. mustache magic. Because Mansu is doing exactly. And by the way, as soon as he was put in the game after Nick Foles did, and like all they do is talk about his mustache, I thought about like Uncle Rico. Mm-hmm. And There's a I love that three weeks. It took three weeks to get them in a room together. Yep. And like I love that. I think that's really smart. Um, Leonard Fournette looks really good. I mean, come on, it's Leonard Fournette. Uh, Broncos just don't look good, though, as well. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Well, you're the numbers guy. Yeah, so fun fact about Gardner Minshew. Right now, his current career completion percentage, 69.420%. So 69.420, that's pretty nice. Yeah, every college kind of, kid's losing their mind. Kind of perfect for Gardner Minshew, yeah. actually. Uh, Cowboys Saints. Cowboys, what happened? I mean, come on. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've, I've been on the Bridgewater train. Uh, he had a lot of starts. He is a good, solid quarterback. Um, he's a little thin for my liking, but I guess Lamar Jackson's proven that you don't have to be a big boy. Mm. Um, a lot of weird things that were happening, though, like Zeke fumble. I don't know if it was a fumble, looking back at it, but yeah. we're going with ruling on the field. Fumble, and then even Jason Witten fumbled. When does that happen? Yeah. Like, the I only time he was fumbling is when he was, you know, commentating. In the booth, year. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was just doing doing everything. And then we had the snooze bowl last night, Bengals Steelers. However, one of the people of the Panama Patriots, which is our betting league, he called out the Steelers last night. We got back to even on the Steelers. Thank God. So that's good. We're back up to even on the year. That's good. We're not up. We're not down money. It's basically like the first four weeks never happened. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So, yeah. So that's our breakdown. That's our nice recap. Uh, now it's time to get into the creme de la creme. Bears, Vikings. Beer, you're the Bears expert on the thing. It's not just the name. Take it away. Yeah. So Bears, Vikings was a, was a pretty... Good game uh, from the get-go. Uh, the interesting thing that we're going to be mindful of, obviously you're not on the titty train anymore, uh, Mr. Trubisky, but the, the issue that we saw is that opening drive, Bears have the ball, and Mr. Trubisky dislocates his left shoulder and tears his, uh, slight tears his labrum. So then he's out for the game. So everyone's like, oh, shit. And normally, if your starting quarterback goes down against a big division rival, like Minnesota, it pretty much spells disaster. However, um, they forgot that our defense is super good, and apparently Mr. Bisky just was not missed because Chase Daniel was actually going through better progressions than Mitch was during that because he's more used to the offense for whatever reason. So uh, Daniels checks in, and on that drive that Mitch went out, they scored a touchdown. So, yeah. And, uh, I mean, honestly, it looked pretty good. They still didn't run the ball enough to my liking. They keep running the ball up the gut with Tariq Cohen. Defense played lights out until the fourth quarter when they gave up their first touchdown. Um, I mean, they were literally stomping them. Their entire O-line sucked. I think we sacked them six times. Kirk Cousins was running like a little child out there. And actually, Broncos fans – I'm sorry, not Broncos. Vikings fans have pretty much given up on Kirk now. We literally broke their team. And we had people like Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs tweeting after the game. Very uh, uh, subtweet-esque. Things basically saying we need to pass more. So we literally came in, we stopped their run game, less than 40 yards rushing on the ground, and it was uh, I, I was pretty impressed with everything we saw. That's the type of win you need, and I was really surprised that we did it without Akeem Hicks, without Roquan Smith, 
and without Mitch Trubisky. Well, I guess before I go into my breakdown, how nuts was that about like the car accident and everything and well, all that stuff? So like, he wasn't in it. But wasn't it his car? That's what. I, I apparently we don't know for yeah, but sure. It was his car. Like imagine how like how many things has to go that way. I heard that he was. It was all like. He was acting weird for the past couple weeks, and it wasn't just something recently that happened. People were saying that it was a, a racial, like, because people, like, uh, you know, African-Americans weren't allowed to wear the jerseys that they wore um, for this week. Like, that's that's one thing Roquan was upset about, but then they came out, the Bears came out, like, the, the social justice committee that they had came out and basically supported, they were like, we're so proud to have this team have African Americans wear this jersey. We're so proud of that. Like that's something they came out for. So everyone is feeling really good about it. And then Roquan is sitting. I, I think it. You know, honestly, this feels like the Everson Griffin thing from like last year, where he had like mental he- mental health scare, and no, everyone was quiet about it. If it was a legal trouble, you know, Schefter would have reported it. Someone would have yeah. reported it right now. But they are keeping it tight, which makes me think it's a mental health uh, crisis. There could be something going around. Maybe Roquan's going through a bad breakup. And he can't handle that right now. Yeah, it could be a number of things. Yeah. Uh, I guess my breakdown, uh, I'm going to start off with the good and then go to the bad. So, good defense. I mean, every week we keep praising them. And you you got to think, at what point are they going to, you know, look somewhat invincible? I mean, like, mm-hmm. when are they going to look beatable? And come on. I mean, you take out two great players and, I mean, we're still just cooking. Mm-hmm. We're cooking. And I love it. Um, Khalil Mack, the guy's a stud. Who's number 44? Why am I blanking on his name? What do you mean? The linebacker. Number 44? Yeah. Yeah, Nick Kukowski. Yeah. Dude, when he, he stepped when in. he blitzed and he... Oh Killed Devin Cook. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, it was insane. <laughs> and like we were saying, and it's like I've been saying this, these are like, you know, up and coming, our version of the Monsters of the Midwest, or Monster of Midway. Mid- and... Uh, mm-hmm. I like that even the announcers started saying that, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa. And we're like, no, no one's disrespecting the actual first monsters. Yeah. We're, we're just saying, in our lifetime, this is what's cool to see. Um, this is the best looking good. Boja, I mean, I'm, I'm basically just stating the obvious, but I'm so happy. Look, look at me. I'm like a little kid talking about it. I'm <laughs> smiling. I, like, I look like I have one of those big circular fucking uh, lollipops just licking on it like I'm at fucking Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Um However, now we got to get to the bad. Mitch goes down, and I secretly pump fist. Like, I was like Tiger making a punt on 18. I was like, yeah. Chase Daniels, I love that progression. I like that he's a multiple read quarterback. It's cool. I don't love Chase Daniels, but it it was just cool to see. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't get, and this is what I'm still pissed about, and you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. We always talk about it on air, off air. Will you stop with the powers up the middle of Turco? Yeah. Will you stop with that? You got a bowling ball of David Montgomery, and we—I don't know. How, I don't know if we're saving him for something. If we're just trying to get his feet underneath him, I don't know if something's happening in practice. But every time the man gets the ball, he's doing something electric. Right. He's spinning. He's breaking tackles. Falling forward. For some reason, this little bowling ball, this little nugget, is just unstoppable. And I don't get – I mean, I'm not going to – I do like Matt Nagy. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that he's doing anything wrong. But I'm just saying I think there's something going on that we're not seeing. And I, 
I think me and you can agree on this, and I think all of Bear Down Nation can agree on that we need to run the ball more, and I think putting the ball in David Montgomery's hands. Absolutely, and uh, I think one person that we didn't touch on, Eddie Pinheiro, has been money. Yeah. I mean, he's missed one field goal last week just because his he had a pinched nerve in his knee, but he came out and nailed three of them yesterday. Granted, they were pretty much chip shots, but... Um, Still counts. He, hey, man, I mean, he missed one, one field goal this whole season so far? Dude, finally, right? Yeah. Uh, we're feeling pretty good about that. Uh, the whole thing, I mean, Chase... I felt like our offense was was cooking a little bit this week. We had Javon Wims out there because uh, Taylor Gabriel was injured. We saw a little bit more action from him. Allen Robinson was still being studly uh, with the with the ball in his hands. Our running game still is an issue, though. I, I just don't like Cordell Patterson running the ball personally. I mean, we it, we can get like one pitch out there and he can run twenty three miles an hour, but at the end of the day, you know, I want a consistent offense where we don't, like, put a running back in late in the game and he's cold, and we're giving him, like, under 15 carries. With that good carries. solid rotation. He needs 20 I to 25 carries a game, and we just need to settle on that. 20, 25 touches. Let's do that. How about that? We'll throw some screens to him. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm I mean, cool with that. Yeah, so he, I mean, we look good. Uh, like, I would like our offense to play better, but, I mean, 16 points in the Vikings D after literally obliterating their offense. feel pretty good about it. Yeah, right now our defense is is what's winning this game. It's not our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, it, dude, it's great to have them back. <laughs> I love our defense. Um, I don't hate our offense. I just feel like something's going to switch. And if it's not going to switch, it's not going to switch. But I, I have a feeling that it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see some improvement. And, uh, hopefully, you know, our, our team steps up. And, yeah, we'll get there one day. Uh, I, I just, you know... It would have been nice to have Trubisky back, but maybe this is the break he needs. Maybe something's going to click. Yeah, something. Yeah, Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe he's got time to – because they – man, Nagy kept saying that he made the playbook too too advanced or, uh-huh. too, or too complicated. Maybe. But he was looking so good in OTAs. Like he said, oh, man, we're on 202. He's looking <laughs> so good. And then we get out to the game day and he's like, oh, we made it too complicated. What do you mean? Um, yeah. So maybe now, now he's just got to lay in bed with his – Actually, it is throwing arm that's fine. So I was thinking, um, Bears, right? So this next year, this upcoming draft, right, is the tank for Tua draft, right? So the next year after that is when Trevor Lawrence comes into the league. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State. Um, so let's say the Bears play out this year, whatever, we win the Super Bowl, great. Uh, next year, you know, Titty Boy's still not looking good. We don't have to keep him. He's At that point, he's at the end of his contract. And we don't have to keep his one-year option past that. So what we would do is we'd go ahead and uh, we could let him walk or resign him as a backup and then use another two first-round picks because we'll have our first-round picks. All of our picks will be back. Two more first-round picks. Go get Trevor Lawrence, and we'll be good. Yeah. Um, while we're on that topic, <laughs> let me bring that up. Because Trevor Lawrence isn't looking that good. Clemson's well, yeah, not he's, looking that good. He's not looking that good right now, but he's still the best uh, pro style. Tua, though, come on, man. I mean... I'd be happy with Fields. Dude, care. for so long, Alabama, everyone said, like, man, I can't believe they're winning these championships with, like, not even a good quarterback. I mean, look at now. Like, yeah. look at them now. Like, it's crazy. Imagine they finally got a He's QB. He's so good. And then Jalen Hurts is dominating right now for Oklahoma. Well, dude, he's got the QB, or quarterback whisper. I mean, honestly, yeah. they're Looking studs. Right. Jalen Hurts wasn't bad. It's just, after what Tua did that championship game, you can't look back, if that makes sense. 
And I'm happy that they let him transfer. I think that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. I mean, that's what you got to do. Yeah. It's a grad um, transfer. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame. I don't even know if they played. It's a curse. I don't know. I don't want to talk about Notre Dame. Okay. Oh, yeah. You don't <laughs> like Notre Dame, right? I mean, yeah. I don't really mind them. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, everyone knows what time it is. We got to talk about it. AP. Once again, AB of the week can't can't stay out of the news. We had our corresponder go down to Central Michigan. We sent Bear down there. He said he was in the city, but no, he was in Central Michigan all week. He just told his boss that's why he had to work remote. Yeah. So AB, um, not a super eventful week. He got in a Twitter argument with Eric Weddle, and Eric Weddle had a lot of. Uh, uh, he basically stood him down, sat him down, basically said, sorry, dude, I got to go prepare for a game. I can't sit here talking shit to you the whole time. Um, and then AB, fun little tweet. I mean, there's nothing really to nothing really to highlight besides the fact that he's going to class now. My English, all right, I'm going to redo a tweet by him. My English paper due tonight, spelled due, D-O, tonight, 12 a.m., need a prof reader, make sure A's and B's, hashtag English 303. That's what he tweeted out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there, first of all, he spelled proof wrong, proof, and do wrong, D-U-E. I am terrified what is in that freaking, e, like, paper. Is it actually complete census? Did he put emojis in there? Probably. Uh, will he fail out of, out of Central Michigan? Maybe. Honestly. I guarantee you there's a headshot of him. I bet you there's a picture, like a signed picture. Like, hey, don't. Overlook the grammatical errors. Uh-huh. You could sign this for eighty bucks online. <laughs> it's uh... my favorite though about the Weddle thing was I like when some random guy was like, "Hey, like you shut up, like you can't even guard him." And he's like, "Doesn't have to, not on a team." Like that <laughs> yes. was like I thought that was the best burn. Like don't yeah. have to, not on a team. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, what he was tweeting to Eric Weddle. It was uh, I mean, the issue with AB is that half his tweets you can't even, you can barely read. He just no. doesn't have like a first. First grade reading level. I mean, that's but. the guy that yelled at the his sexual offender accuser in a group chat. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Really smart. You know? That he did I mean, that. yeah. Come on. That he threatened accusers. That's great. Um, yeah. No, AB um, hadn't done anything. N- nothing too exciting this week. But we will keep an eye on him. I guarantee you something new will come out this week about AB. Whether it be a tweet and he's going to talk shit to somebody else. Something else will happen. Yeah. Um... You knew I had to bring it up. It's the I. Oh, good evening. We got the Iowa Michigan game this week. Iowa is at Michigan. It's number fourteen ranked Iowa versus number nineteen ranked Michigan. And here's what I got to say about this: Iowa being a dog in this, even at the Big House in Ann Arbor, sickens to me. Sickens me to my core. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Michigan has looked awful all year. Almost losing to Army. Getting dominated by Wisconsin. How dare you go on to talk this negatively, sports makers, about my Hawkeyes and saying that we're going to get blown out, we're going to lose by... I saw, I saw someone headed at two and a half touchdowns. I don't know what you think is going to happen. We might lose. We're not going to. We might but no matter what, we're not losing by two and a half touchdowns. Yeah. There's no way in hell. This is the same Michigan team that almost lost to Army Week. Yes. Yeah. So. And so, and we actually have a kicker that's made a kick before. 
you guys sent or the army sent out a kicker that's never even attempted a kick. Yeah. So was... all of you out there, all I'm asking is you to be a Hawkeye for three hours and ten minutes this weekend. Because everyone knows that Michigan tears taste so, so sweet. They do. When you talk to a lot about Michigan people, and I have a lot of Michigan friends, so if any of you are listening, I'm not necessarily talking about you. But a lot of people, when they talk about Michigan, they make it sound like Harvard. You know, like, yeah. man, like, I get it. You yeah, had a couple really of presidents go there. You get a lot of school. Like, Michigan's a dope school. But I'm sorry. Harbaugh stinks. Your offense looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Defense looks terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I can't wait for us to go there in the big house and 110,000 fans and just mop the fucking floor with them. It's definitely I, doable. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, hammer the money line plus 155, or I think it's 155. Hammer that shit because that shit's going to pay off in dividends. Awesome. And yeah, uh, if you want to get a little bit of highlight at Illinois, they're playing, we're playing Minnesota, probably going to lose. That's it. You guys lost last week to a shitty Nebraska. We didn't lose. Teams. It wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago, but we needed a bye week. And, oh, two. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> after losing Nebraska and Eastern Michigan, I don't, you know, it's Illinois football. They find a way to disappoint. All right. So let's move on to our locks of the week. Last week, I think, I know I got wrong because I, I had I'm, Atlanta like an idiot. So I'm 0-4. I forgot what yours was. I totally forgot what I picked last week. Yeah, we're going to have to look at that. Um, but this week, ooh, man, I don't know. I would like to say the Rams. Um, I'm going to say my lock of the week is, holy crap, the Bengals are favored? Cardinals going to win that game. Against Arizona? Cardinals, Cardinals? going to win that game. Why are they favored? Cardinals D line is actually way better than Cincinnati, so I'm actually gonna put my lock it up on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, go they'll go get their first win this week against Cincinnati Bagels because the Arizona Cardinals defense can absolutely shit stomp the Cincinnati uh, offensive line, and that's after watching them last night and knowing their line sucks. Yeah, uh, that that was gonna be mine. I, I we tried not to do double ups on this. My <laughs> upset of the week is gonna be Giants versus Vikings at plus six. Um, that would break the Vikings if if the Giants won. And I want them to break. Yeah. My lock of the week is gonna be. There's not a lot of good games actually. I mean that that's such an easy lock that I want to take it, but I'll try to be in. My lock of the week is going to be, man, I don't know. I'm gonna, You know what? Actually, this is not just me being a homer. I'm going to go Bears at minus five, lock it in. Okay. Everyone knows we play better early. That's. I mean, I'm just saying that, but we'll play. I think that's going to be it. So we'll, I think we'll that's see Cole my... Mac come out and put on a show this week. I'm so excited to watch. This is actually the most motivated we'll probably – Probably have ever seen Khalil Mack, and he still, just for whatever reason, keeps force fumbling every single game. Yeah, so. no, he's so good. Okay, so since Johnny is out, he is, I think he actually is at Central Michigan just being AB's document. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, documenting everything he does. He's walking around. He's doing his, like, vlog series. Mm-hmm. But here's what he had to say. I'm going to read a word for word. He said, I like the Browns over the 49ers at the Bay this week. Despite the Niners' undefeated season and their high-powered offense, in parentheses, Jimmy G finally leading his offense with confidence, completing 69% of his passes. Nice. 
Another parentheses. <laughs> noise. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> noise. Nice. Uh, to the likes of Goodwin and one of the league's best pass catcher, which, by the way, as soon as I read that, if you say pass catcher instead of like wide receiver or tight end, that's pro. Okay. That's a pro statement right yeah. there. Because I, I would call it by the position, but if you say pass catcher, that's good. George Kittle. Kitchens and his offense. Oh, now he's going. Oh, yeah, no, no, he's talking about the Browns. Kitchens and his offense are finally starting to get into a rhythm, putting up 40 points. Thank you, Jarvis Landry Spell. That's actually his words, not mine. I actually like Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And holding on to the high-powered Baltimore, or holding the high-powered Baltimore offense to 25. Monday night might actually be fun to watch this week, not only because of two explosive offenses, but we also get to see two highly improved defenses. How much did he write? Significantly getting to see the top two pass rushers going into week four, Garrett and Bosa. How is young Bosa doing? I really doing very well. Okay. Yeah, he's actually like doing really, really well. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't, I haven't done it. And then he, lots of pressures, lots of and then he said it'll be a good game to watch, assuming Booger keeps his fucking mouth shut for two goddamn seconds. But put this week's check on the Browns. It's free money. Bear the fuck down. Wow, Johnny, that is. Some, I love it. That is some powerful words. It's wonderful. I know. I think AB wrote this for him. Yeah, he's sitting right next to him. Yeah. Everyone knows. Hanging right? out with Johnny. Yeah. So, okay, there you got it. So I'm Bears, you got Cardinals, and then he has the Browns. Mm-hmm. What is that Browns line even? Oh, it's plus three and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to think. Any over-unders sticking out? Nah, not really. I feel like the under is just a lock this year. Yeah, with all the penalties, um, everything is looking pretty, yeah. pretty lackluster, if you will. All right. Well, that was good. Time out. Where? On the field. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, this week for Time Out Podcast, before we do rank them, because I am the rank king, uh, remember, anything you want to rank or ask us, you could send us on Instagram. It was spelled incorrectly. Did you know that? What? I spelled the podcast incorrectly on iTunes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's both official with only one I instead of two. I can't believe I did it. <laughs> so it's beer league official, all one word spelled correctly now. All right, so good. for those people saying, like, I can't find it, me being like, you're an idiot. No, I'm the idiot, yeah. so I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this week's timeout, I want to talk a little about this. Yesterday was National Podcast Day, and I want to talk about the current stance about podcasts and where it's going. I listen to, I know you have some podcasts that you listen to, and one of the podcasts that I love, but like, I don't like the, I'm seeing some people turn this way, it's called The Fighter and the Kid, it is Brennan Schaap, who you might see if you're a stoolie, uh, he's not my favorite, but he's okay, uh, and then Brian Callen, he is a comedian, actor, but it's just like, all they do is brag about stuff, like they just talk about like how expensive their stuff is, they talk about like Ferraris, and like oh, I got a Ferrari, and and all they do is, like, keep giving advice. But it's, like, it's not real advice. Like, stop giving fake advice. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a pledge here at Beer League mm-hmm. that we will never become those people. As me and, yeah. me and Beer have said many times before, we're looking to sell out fast. fast. Get rich or die trying. Um, but we're not going to ever turn into that. We're not going to flaunt anything that you guys might give us. you got to respect the fans. Because why are you there? You're the fans. I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone was at Lollapalooza this year, take it from Little Wayne. He said it like a thousand times. You know, I'm not anything without you. But, like, I just hate 
what I'm seeing in podcasts. Like all it is, is like, yeah, you know, I did a Ferrari, and then they talk about stuff that definitely comes with the fame of their podcast. Like this one guy, that Brennan Shop guy, he was like, try, he was a UFC fighter, and now he's trying to be a comedian, mm-hmm. and he's like selling out spots because he's got a famous podcast and he was a fighter, and he's talking about like, yeah, so some celebrities are coming up to me, like I'd like to try comedy, and I'm like, whoa, buddy, like. I don't know, like, take it back. Like, I know you're a celebrity and all, but, like, you know, you got to be good at that. Like, dude, I watched this special. It was dog shit. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> like, it was terrible. And, like, and that's coming from someone that likes him. Like, I watched him because they listened to the podcast. And it just wasn't funny at all. Yeah. So I'm sick of hearing all these guys, like, act how hard their lives are. And, like, I'm saying, like, yes, I get it. Everyone has their own problems. But stop, like, giving this shitty advice that doesn't matter. Like, you can't say, like... Like, they'll always be like this, like, oh, like, what did that person, like, $200,000? Like, yeah, that's a lot of money to some people. No, it's not. That's a lot of money to everyone. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so sick of that shit. Pretty condescending. Not sure if your viewers can relate to that. Uh, they listen to it just because they think it's funny. Uh, but that's it. I mean, honestly, like, it's, nobody should be, you know, having that type of, you're serving your your fans. That's it. You want to make good content for them, and that's should be the goal of every podcast. Like for us, we're trying to sell out as fast as possible. So whatever you guys want to hear, just tell us because yeah. we'll, we'll do it. Because yeah. we're, we're literally going to sell out. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do it for you though. Yeah. Not even for us. <laughs> we'll do it for you. We want to be liked. Exactly. You know, smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Follow us on YouTube if we ever get one. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Give us a like on Instagram. Or they, yeah, you give likes on Instagram. Yeah, I think what we see a lot of these days, too, is a lot of the uh, part of my take attitudes, too. I mean, it's just a lot of people copying that, that, type of, that type of setup as well. And You know, I think the value of a podcast comes from being unique, you know, offering different insights that people, people you know, hadn't heard before. Uh, you're not talking about the same crap. Um, but that's what we aim to shoot, shoot for here with the Beer League podcast. So, yeah. Uh, we, we definitely want to want to be a little bit different and uh, give you guys some pretty unique content. Yeah, I know that's that's a little off-centered of what we normally talk on here, but I just, I don't know, it's been eating at me, so I had <laughs> to say it. I, I just don't get it. But in a chipper note, uh, spooky season. Spooky, spooky season, season is here. If you know me, uh, Badia, a.k.a. Badia, also known as Joe, my favorite holiday is Halloween. Mm-hmm. My favorite holiday. I love it. Do you know why my favorite holiday is Halloween? Why? It's because growing up, all the Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney Channel episodes that did their Halloween specials were my favorite. So mm-hmm. then I just started loving it. And then I got into horror movies and everything, and I just love Halloween. It's my favorite. Awesome. I think it's the best. Yeah. Um, do you know what you're going to be this year? This year? That's a good question. Um, I, you know what? I have enough time to plan it out and spend money on it, but I think I might be Dicka. Um, okay. I think that'd be hilarious. Oh, I love or it. I could just be Jim McMahon because I have a Jim McMahon jersey. All I have to do is order a headband and write Roselle on it. I think that'd be pretty funny. I like that. Um, I like that. Get some, I'll just put my sunglasses on. That could work. Uh, so that'd be cool. I'd probably get some short shorts. Shit, I gotta go on Chubby's. That's a shout out to Chubby's. Chubby's sponsor us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think I might do that. Either that or uh, if the girlfriend wants to control us, she wants to do like the Burt Macklin FBI and Janice Snakehole. Uh, Parks and Rec conversation, that's uh, but that's only about f- Halloween though. You what? get multiple days. What? It's not just the thirty first. <laughs> you got like three weeks now. Okay. Yeah. No. I, whatever. I mean, if she's in town, then we'll probably go with that. But if I'm by myself, it's either going to be Dicka or McMahon. Okay. Okay. 
see you. I like the did kit for you. I like, I mean, both bear bears. You're wearing a bear shirt. Your last name is Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about. Let me know what you think. I'm thinking of me and my roommate have always talked about this. I don't know if anyone's seen the uh, episode Old Greg, or it's not an episode. It's like oh, a yeah. YouTube skit. Old Greg. Oh God. I would like Bailey's. him to be Old Greg, and then me be um, the guy in the boat and like make a cardboard thing with like a cutout, so like John can just pop up whenever I want. Just like, what are you doing <laughs> in my walls? Um, that or I would like to go as Tony Perkins, okay, Perkins from uh, the Perkins system, yeah, and heavyweights. I'd like to do that. Oh, God. You know, um, I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, I can't wait. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. We also have a mer- murder mystery party that we do every year, mm-hmm. starting last year. Ooh. But we got that. It's 50s theme this year. I don't like the theme. Okay? 50s. Theme? I know. I know the person that's. Uh, creating it listens to the podcast so I'm not going to be too mean but here's what I thought tell me what you think about this I was thinking we should do it in like July and do a wet hot American summer camp theme oh my god wouldn't that be cool wet hot American summer I would be all over that wouldn't that be cool that would be literally I would love that it would be so funny everyone wears like the whistles short shorts it would be it would be hilarious oh my god I I couldn't (laughs) believe it um Let's, yeah, Spooky season's was, the best. It's it's awesome. I actually watched a really fucked up scary movie on Netflix the other day. What was it? Uh, it's called Killing Ground. Okay. Uh, if you want to just be depressed and not have a happy ending, watch it. Uh, because it's really, it's like supposed to be a realistic, brutal thriller. And it's of course made by Australians. And like, it, I'm not going to spoil it. it. It's bad. And it's bad. And it gets worse. And you can basically guess what happens at the very beginning. So it makes you feel like crap. It's basically a family goes out to, uh, you know, the bush to, for, for to go camping and they, you know, set up their campsite. They turn and they look and there's another camp, like a, a tent, like a couple, you know, a couple, maybe like 30 yards away. They're all on the same beach, but they notice that nobody's at that tent. And the, the husband and wife are hanging out there and they basically like they wake up in the middle of the night they look there's nobody in the tent and then it keeps flashing back to the people that were in the tent and like there was like a, a like a teenage girl a dad mom and then a baby in the tent they're just talking and they, they don't know what happens then it pans to two guys at a bar uh, like a few days before like two weird looking creepy dudes that are drinking beer at the bar and then uh uh spoiler uh, little, i'll give you a little bit of spoiler a little taste um Eventually, it turns out that uh, the two, you know, the husband and wife that got to the campsite originally, they're, like, getting ready to leave because they searched the, the other campsite, uh, and it looked like it had been ransacked. They were getting ready to leave, and uh, a, the little baby, the toddler, comes, like, crawling out of the woods, like, hadn't eaten a couple days. And uh, something happened to the parents and the daughter, and uh, it's, not, it's not positive or happy ending. Oh. It's not. It's really bad. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. It made me feel so upset, and like I was depressed the next day because of it. Okay, well, this is perfect. So the rank that I have this weekend is all-time spooky movies. Spooky. Okay? So I'm going to rank them. Uh, Saw franchise, because you can pick anything. They're kind of, the, they're kind of similar. Uh-huh. Which one? My favorite is two. Uh, the Paranormal Activity. Okay. Uh, Halloween, okay, and then the Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, okay. Or we could do. Um, I do like those though. Oh no 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 no! no. Let's do Scream. 
Scream is better one. Yeah. Scream and like how I know what you did or I know what you did last summer are kind of tied. Okay. So um, I would say my favorite is Saw. I love <laughs> yeah, the know. blank people wake up blank and do must do blank to survive. I love survival horrors. The second one's my favorite. I really like the twists. Later on, when they do like the different times, like that always confused me. But number two is a really good one where it's like all they had to do. I like where it was one and it was six mm-hmm. where it's like all you had to do was like listen to the rules and you win mm-hmm. like and nothing no one even gets harmed i like that twist where it's like oh no one actually had to get hurt um after that i i don't like oh, i don't know what did i say i said saw paranormal scream and halloween halloween um number two is gonna be halloween Love Mike Myers. Very iconic. Mm-hmm. Very iconic. They're not the scariest of movies, but they get you. They, they, they hit, like, the good, like, if you're a horror fan, like, it's good slasher stuff. Um, three is going to be Freddy Krueger. I love The Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I love that he's always got, like, something funny to say. I think that's good. <laughs> you know, or he's just always saying bitch and stuff, like, right. Scary Terry for all you uh, Rick and Morty fans. Scary. And then last, Paranormal. And let me tell you why. The third one made me so upset because oh, yeah. all this stuff keeps happening and like the wife would be like, no, it's not really happening. And at one point, everything that was in the kitchen was on the ceiling. And she's like, whoa, it must have been an earthquake. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not what an earthquake does. Earthquake doesn't turn a house over. And so she's like brushing that off. And then two days later, you know how it's like that found footage? Yeah. It's like two days later, um, she's like puts her coffee cup down and the coffee falls off. And she's like, oh my God, a ghost. Like, what the fuck? How is that your indication that there's a ghost? Yeah. Not I don't hate things. the movies, hate the movies, but that pissed me off. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, no. So if I had to do mine, I, I agree with yours. The only thing I would change is, you know, I don't count that last paranormal activity as... Or just a true part of it. They were just selling out at that point. I mean, okay. we can count it, but I loved the first two movies. I like I saw the first Paranormal Activity. I like lost my shit. I thought it was awesome. I just loved every part of it, even though it was just some. There was you never really saw anything. You never saw anything. I just thought it was just so eerie and so. I just loved found footage. So okay. I, I was all into the uh, Blair Witch Project when it came out you know, and everything like that. So my number one. Uh, I would start with with Paranormal. Uh, I loved the first movie. Just absolutely loved it. It was perfect. And they didn't have to make any more. But they did, of course. Um, that money. So no, yeah, exactly. That, that money. Number two, I will go with, I, you know, it's really close. Um, but I will go with the Halloween, uh, number two. I, I just really love those movies. They're a classic. Uh, just a good level of scare. Just good level of. A gore. I mean, you just love it all. Yeah. And then number three was I put Saw. Um, Saw is one of those where I liked the first one and I liked the idea of it. I, I just, you know, personally, not a huge gore. Like if it's overdone gore, it's like I'm not not crazy about it. Um, I'm much more like the realistic thriller where it's like it's not. I wouldn't say it's realistic, but found footage like scares the shit out of me. I think that's like yeah. it's got a camera in the corner and the person they're fucked. Uh, like, uh, sorry, earmuffs. And then, um, 
I guess, and then my number my number four would have to be the Freddy Krueger, uh, or Scream, whichever we decide on. Uh, but really, I think they're both kind of equal. Um, and it's not like really anything slighted against them. I just didn't really find them that too scary. I thought Scream was a little bit more scary than Freddy Krueger, to be honest. Uh, Nightmare on the Street. Scream got me Friday more scared just because it could actually happen. But yeah. it's like just two people are like just seeing something that they've seen in a movie and trying to recreate it from real life. Freddy yeah. Krueger, it's just those quips. Those oh, yeah. quips he has. Oh, <laughs> and that song, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, three, four, you better lock the door. I mean, what is he, like the greatest songwriter of all time? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, happy spooky season, everyone. Yeah. Thank you again. Um, remember, subscribe on iTunes and Instagram. Both are Beer League Official, all one word. Mm-hmm. We are donating $1 to uh, Fall Catalog Night. And then we... Um, so help us out with that. It's also good for charity. Um, I'll put up a link on the Instagram to check out what Fall Catalog's not all about. It's all mm-hmm. about Alzheimer's. But, yeah, remember, if you got any questions for us, ask us on Instagram. And don't forget to spread the word to anyone that you think would like to hear some two non-expert opinions talk about scary movies, chicken sandwiches, and bears. Heck yeah. Yeah. So from all of us here at Beer League, we say good evening. Good evening.